Greetings. Welcome to the Papa Pank Podcast. I am Jalen Clark Owens, and this is my friend and my co-host, Justin Jane. There's a lot of gray in the world. We think it needs a little more pink. A Papa Pank. We are Philly-based, multi-hyphenated, and award-winning actors taking on all things arts and culture in this joy-forward and ever-playful variety podcast. You are listening to our theme song composed by Jordan McCree, member of the band Ill Dudes. We welcome you, our Pank Papas, both old and new. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate y'all. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. Jaylene, you made it. We made it. I made it. When I dip, you dip, we dip. (laughs) (laughs) So we have been on a winter break while you recovered from your fibroid surgery. And it is so, so nice to see you doing well. And I can't wait to hear about how post-surgery has been going in today's hot topic. Um, I'm also so, so excited about today's episode because we get to talk about something we both love. The Olympics. Uh, we have a lot to catch up on, and uh, we are all wanting to know how have you been doing? I am doing well, Pink Papas. I thank you for asking. Um, it's it's been a journey, and we'll talk a little bit more about it a bit later. But uh, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be back here in in the pink space. Um, the last time we were here, we were joined by award-winning actress and foodie Bijan No. If you missed that episode, definitely just make sure you go back and watch on YouTube or Facebook, or you can listen to it wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget that you can catch B and former Papa Pant guest Danielle Nay. Future guest Bren. Why has Bren not been on here? Ooh, yes. I, I, yes, let's have that. Um, catch them all in backing track at the Arden Theater from March 3rd. Ooh. Yep, March 3rd through April 10th. Hmm. February 17th through March. Just catch the show. Hey, <laughs> you're listening. You're listening while you're doing the dishes or while you're driving in your car. So go listen. Go. Look up backing track at the Arden Theater Company. Yeah. Anyway. March 3rd through April 10th. Yes. Yes. So I'm in love with that. I'm in love with everything you just said. And speaking of love, we have just passed Valentine's Day. And you know that is you know what is perfect with um with your Valentine's chocolates. <laughs> what is perfect with your Valentine's chocolates? Your Papa drank. Woo! Now that I think it's about that time. Get your glass so we can clank. It's time for that. Papa drank. Papa drank. Papa drank. Papa drank. Papa drank. And And cheers. And And cheers. cheers. Arriba, abajo, al centro, adentro, jingle matacara, mabuhai, wello. Jaylene, what are you drink? What what cup of milk are you drinking tonight? <laughs> it does very much so look like milk. But what it is, you know, I'm staying in the uh, Valentine's Day spirit. Ooh. And having um, Bailey's strawberries and yes, cream. you are. Yes, it's you a are. Nice pink and red bottle, um, but mostly pretty. pink, and I like that. And the beverage looks like milk. <laughs> um, <laughs> and shout out to my cousin Didi of Delmita Designs for gifting me this for Christmas. Yes, and shout out to Milk 
for looking like that drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you having over there? It looks uh, like a dark colored well, beverage. Yes, I went on a lovely Valentine's date this past weekend and popped a few drinks of whiskey. I had some unique cocktails at Wine Dive on South Street near 15th. Have you been to Wine Dive yet? <laughs> no. I think you would enjoy that place. It's like, it's big. The outdoor seating is really awesome. There was like live music. It's a pretty cool place. Um, but the weather was like basically springtime this past weekend here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a big snowstorm the next day. But it was nice to have like a preview of warm weather um, and curbside drinks. So I know we all have cabin and COVID fevers. Um, hopefully you don't have actual COVID fevers, but uh, I'm sure when the weather turns, Philly's going to turn out for all of these outdoor festivities. So I'm drinking this Makers, uh, not a Makers, a Manhattan. It's Clyde Mays Manhattan. We had Manhattans on Valentine's Day. So cheers to you. Yeah. And in the meantime, we are going to jump to our Pank News. This is a segment where we talk about anything we're vibing on this week in arts and culture. This could be anything from a theater show we've seen to pop culture events and visual arts. So what are you talking about today, Jaylene? Aaron Jackson. So I made sure to set my alarm. It was like the race was at like 8.56 a.m. on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And I made sure I caught it. And I was just so, so, so happy to see Aaron Jackson win a gold medal in speed skating at the Winter Olympics. If you don't know, Aaron Jackson is the first United States woman to win a speed skating gold at the Olympics since Bonnie Blair did so in 1994 as well as the first Black woman to win an individual medal in speed skating, period, at the Olympics. Historic moment. Um, And it was just, yeah, it was just so refreshing to see, you know, someone that looks like me win gold in the Winter Olympics, which is historically a very, very white space. So Erin, Miss Jackson, if you nasty, <laughs> on a pair of ice skates until September 2016. Five years ago. 2016. So she won gold within five years. Like that is just incredible. In five years, you can win gold. You can win, <laughs> win Olympic gold. When they put spoken word into the Olympics, <laughs> I will be there in the summer ones, though. Um, okay, so spoken so, word while running track. <laughs> sure. Yep. <laughs> or if they bring race walking into the Summer Olympics. I used to, you know, I used to do the race walk. I thought that is the speed walking. Yeah. Is that, that is, in the Olympics? I think that is a Summer Olympic sport. Yes. It might actually be. I, I'm very rusty. I only did it one year. Uh, and I could have gotten a medal, but they screwed me. I feel like I told you this story. I have not heard this story. Were you an Olympic hopeful? I was <laughs> I was not an Olympic hopeful, but I was a PSAL, which is, I forget what PSAL stands uh, for. Pretty sad looking. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what, that's how I was looking because <laughs> I was doing a track and field meet. This is in 10th grade. And I was good at the race walk, you know, as a natural, as a natural, as a native New Yorker, you know, I, mm. I walk fast. And yep. so I was doing very well. And I went and I, I, I crossed the finish line after doing my laps and they were like, go around again. And I was like, in the moment, I'm like, uh, I, I thought I was done, but I kept going. And it, it, and as I was like going around that extra lap, that's when I saw my friend who was behind me before was now in front of me. And that's when I, it was confirmed that, oh, sh- they made me do an extra lap. Like I had already finished the race and the freaking person told me to go again because they clearly were not paying attention. And so once I really let that set in, I just stopped doing the race walk and oh. I was just walking regular. Oh. And then I started crying. Because oh. It was like, 
I did all that for nothing. And I, so in the end, I was disqualified. Oh, no. And I came in, I think, like fifth. But fifth place gets a medal. And I've never won a medal for any wow. sport ever. So I would have had myself a medal. And I did not get it because I didn't, of the freaking woman. I didn't yeah. know this story. That's amazing. I was partially hoping that you were just going to break into a sprint. Like, just start <laughs> running as fast as you could when you realized. <laughs> and been like, I don't know why I won. No. No. walking. <laughs> I was disqualified. Oh man, there's so much that feels so that feels almost as scandalous as the um the, the one started. figure skater, mm -hmm. which it is like, come on, we could do I'm better. Right. That's not That's fair. Right. That is so not fair. Um, right. And she's skating tonight, I think, uh, as we speak. She might have won gold. No, you don't need to get no gold. Just dope. All you need to do is just dope up and win gold. <laughs> Like that's crazy, especially like how Shakari Richardson yes. and and she is a, anyway. Yep. But anyway. back to the pleasure. Aaron Jackson. Aaron Jackson. <laughs> One gold. I was very happy, and I'm just happy for all the little black girls who will see her and say, you know what, I want to do that too. I just pray they be warm because you know I don't like the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I have been so inspired by these Olympics and especially by some of the Asian American um, excellence that has been on the screen. And first off, um, Aaron Jackson's head coach is also Asian American, Ryan Shimabukuru. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, that, that makes me wish that you and I could, uh, could just go to go get gold. I'll be your coach. <laughs> I'm going to give you some ice skates. And in mm -hmm. five years, we're going to be on that screen. All but right. I want to talk about figure skater Nathan Chen. <laughs> he was our gold medalist men's single free skater. He also got a silver medal for the team event. Um, and it is just so inspiring to see Asian American excellence on the screen in figure skating. Now, that has had a history, but it's only a 30-year history. And it started hmm. with Christy Yamaguchi uh, winning the gold in the 80s um, till now. And she really was a game changer in terms of opening that door and busting it open and other Asian Americans stepping into it. Mm -hmm. And I do think it goes, visibility goes a long way. I mean, it was very white up until then. Um, I mean, at least for Team America. And uh, it was, it's so... Um, it's so inspiring to see so many people that look like me winning gold medals. And um, his routine was something else. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it? I'm going to watch it. I just, as you're saying it, I'm yes, remembering remember. to watch it. I know, it. I know. Well, he does his whole set to um, like a David Bowie, like mix tape. Um, and the ending is superb. And unlike any choreography I've seen, on the ice um but anyway i was also this week really uh, tickled pank or and pank newsed by our super bowl halftime show did you see the super bowl halftime show sure enough did yes this was my high school years that yep. was on and then i saw this meme the other day um where somebody had posted like finally the super bowl is playing music for us young people not like bruce springsteen and the who and then it was like no, <laughs> we are the old ones now. But um, yeah. I was just really excited to see each artist still like going strong. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into into depth in it about it here, but they were all making like different political moves in their own ways that were just like bucking the, the NFL system and things that they're being asked of them. Um, and it was also just really fun to see those people together. I've never seen that like mm -hmm. that mosaic of people i guess mm -hmm. yeah what did you think of it i i enjoyed it you know i enjoyed hearing songs from my childhood as you mentioned and i especially enjoyed mary j Blige looking fierce on that stage doing her signature mary moves and you know i liked that i was also very happy and surprised to see anderson pack on stage playing the drums during Eminem's performance, because I was not expecting that. That was not announced. He was just all smiles and teeth 
and he looked so happy to be there. He was truly, truly, truly tickled Pank. Which brings us to our next segment, <gasps> Tickled Pank. You know what I'm tickled Pank by is that I got I got fact-checked by a Pank Papa out there. Nathan Chen, when Nathan did um, his performance, it was an Elton John mashup, not a David Bowie one. And he was wearing a a shirt by Vera Wang and pants and everything else, I'm sure. But um, yes, yes to all of the above. But what were you going to say about Tickle Pink? Thank you for that um, correction, Pink Papa. Uh, Tickled Pink is where, you know, we usually talk about something that has recently been bringing us joy and is a bit of a catch up for Justin and I. So, um, you know, since this episode falls after our winter break, we have a lot to catch up on. So Justin, what has had you tickled pank these last few weeks? The first thing I want to show you is, um, a gift that, that pank Papa Paul got me, which is this, it's a puzzle, but look at the title. Oh my God. It's a puzzle called tickled pank. They just spelled pink wrong. They spelled tickled wrong too. Wait, did they? Let me see. No, they didn't. They didn't. Oh. <laughs> but it's uh, the puzzle as a descriptor is just a bunch of pink things, flowers and fruits and beads and things, knickknacks. So I'm going to be tickled pink putting this together. Okay. It has been a while. So we I have a few tickled panks that I want to share with you. So because we are an arts and culture podcast, I did want to talk about um, seeing the Arden Theater Company's production of Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the way you can say that. It's a pretty heavy play. <laughs> but um, I was really tickled pink by Blanche, the actress who played Blanche in it. If you don't know the play out there, Pank Papas, go do, read a Wikipedia. Um, but Catherine Powell um, was the actress that played Blanche. And I and I just was so refreshed by her performance. It felt really like she was listening deeply and that she was playing Blanche with depth instead of just like batty, zany, kooky, crazy Blanche mm. that can sometimes be in a performance. Um, but it was so nice to be back in the live theater and uh, the inventive staging that was... And it was also really exciting to witness. And I, and I love to see our friends kill it in there. We had um, Taisha Marie Canales, friend of the podcast, was in there. And Akeem Davis, who was a standout performance for me. It was so, so nice. And it was also nice to like hear this classic play. So I think that's still streaming if you want to see it. Is it? Um, I think so. Maybe this I didn't week. know they were streaming at all. Yeah. Who knows? Marketing. Hello. Art and marketing. Let's... <laughs> Anyway, I've also been taking um, art classes at Fleischer this semester. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot of figure drawing and that's been really exciting. Um, And in terms of like TV, I've been watching a lot of great pottery throwdown, which is a pottery making show. And then lastly, the thing that's tickling me pank for projects was that I just finished um, doing this workshop at People's Light for um, Jen Childs and Alex Bechtel's Alice, which is going to be their new uh, Panto this year. So lots of things that I've been doing. Cherry Orchard's around the corner. But Jaylene, what has had you tickled pank these past few weeks? Well, certainly being done with my surgery has me tickled pank. No more fibroids. So I am super tickled pink about that. Um, I also did, um, I was a guest artist along with Malika Oyetiman in this thing called Play Club at the Long Wharf Theater, which is in Connecticut, which is basically a book club, but for plays. And they were reading White by James Imes. And so I came in to speak about White. I I actually wound up reading the ending to them because they didn't have the new version. So I shared with them, you know, the new version. Um, And it was just great to reread that play on my own. I was literally laughing out loud, just thinking of our experience doing White at Theater Horizon. Um, I miss that play so much. And it's such a good play. So I was very tickled pink during that. Um, That's awesome. uh, Are you going to do the next play or was that just for, for White? 
that was just for white. Nice. Oh. And finally, I'm going to share my screen yes. because I have been tickled to paint. This woman shared my, um, this woman created a video on TikTok using my black girl and her braid sound. And she has a lot of followers. And so I that like spurred off a lot of people now coming to the video. And there are so many black women on TikTok making all these videos with their braids um, for my poem, A Black Girl and Her Braids. It is so right now, look, 500 videos right now. I love this. Play one of them. Play one of them. Okay, wait. What's a good one? Oh, the screen. The screen is not. That's all good. It, that is awesome, Jaylene. That's huge. There's like look at look, look so many, so many videos of black women just they're dancing, they're showing their braids, they're just like they're just so happy. Like in the videos, they just talking about how much they love their braids and they love the sound. And I love to see the ones with the actual little girls, like little black girls with their hair braided. It's just, it makes me feel so happy. Um, That is huge. That's really, really awesome. And that's so, um, so random how that happens. Like Mm -hmm. you put that out there and then suddenly it got picked up, which is great. Has that been like boosting all of your social medias all around? It's definitely been boosting my TikTok. Yes, people have been um, visiting my Instagram page as well. So yes. it's just, it's nice. It's nice. That's what I wanted. That's I wanted Black women to find that poem and connect to it and yes. just celebrate them having braids and the beauty. And it's so, I'm, I, as you can yes. see. You got to ride that wave. Repost all your other videos too. I know. If, you like, <laughs> if you like that. Here's more. Right, exactly. So let's get out of this cold weather and into our hot topic. Hot topic. Hot topic is the part of our show where we highlight either myself or Justin as we bring to the episode something that we are passionate about in relation to the theme of that day. So since this winter break fell during Jaylene's fibroid surgery and recovery, we thought it would be important to share how she's been doing, what she's been doing, and most importantly, give some visibility and awareness to this condition. So hopefully what we share and discuss can also help anyone in any kind of recovery, whatever the condition may be. So are you ready for all of my questions? I'm ready. Let's get it started. Okay. Can you start by giving us some context for any of our listeners out there who might not know everything leading up to this procedure, what it is, so on and so forth? Yes. So at the end of January, I had fibroid surgery. I had a myomectomy and a laparoscopic myomectomy. Um, And I first found out that I had the fibroids back in 2013. Um, For those that don't know, fibroids are non-cancerous tumors made of smooth muscle cells and fibrous connective tissue. So they develop like in and around the uterus. And it's estimated that 70 to 80% of women will develop fibroids in their lifetime. And black women are more likely to get fibroids than any other woman. So while I knew I had the fibroids since 2013, I was always told like, oh, you know, don't worry about them. And they wouldn't do anything about them unless they grew too big and became a problem, which I feel like that is not a great approach to have. Um, But over time, the fibroids did continue to grow and they cause like symptoms such as bloating, frequent urination, blah, 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 blah. And so at some point last summer, my doctor told me my largest fibroid was the size of a grapefruit and then it was the size of like a newborn's head. And so I had to have surgery to have them removed. So I tried to eliminate them holistically by trying like supplements and a 62-day vegan, soy-free, gluten-free diet. But unfortunately, that did not work. Um, So I completed my surgery on January 27th. So for some people, they do go away and some people have to have surgery. Yeah. Do you know anybody else in your family that that has had them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like... Common, you, you at this point. Yes. so well how did the surgery go then what did you have to do to prep and what was it like <laughs> at the hospital so on and so forth yeah um so at first i thought i was going to have the fibroids taken out via c-section which would have been a six to eight week recovery yeah. so thankfully 
I was able to get it done laparoscopically, which means they make five small incisions on your stomach and they use robots to remove the fibroids, which only requires a two to four week recovery. So at the hospital, I, you know, went into a bed in a room where everyone goes before their surgery and I got hooked up to the various IVs and then they rolled me into the operating room. And I don't remember anything after that um, until I woke up after the surgery in the recovery room. Um, I couldn't straighten my arm fully. Like now I can do it. But right after the surgery, my arm went to like here. Wow. Um, it just, it would not, it could not extend all the way because of how they had me on the table and stuff. Um, and my, like the, my back, my lower back uh, was just hurting and my butt was just hurting so much because of how I was on the table. Uh-huh. Um, so it was just really uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, I was happy to wake up. Um, yeah. And uh, it was at that moment that I was told I'd have to stay overnight because the surgery took longer than expected. So mm-hmm. when they brought me when they brought me to my room and they brought me food, like I didn't want anything, like all food, just I was like, Bleh. no, oh. no, I don't want it. No food, no crackers. All I wanted was juice. I asked those nurses <laughs> for so many juices. Because you know, it was a little, it's like a yeah. little juice. So... First, it was like apple. I was like, can I have more juice? More juice. Then they brought me grape juice. It's just, just juice, 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 juice. Um, and I didn't walk until the next morning, like around 8.30. Wow. And I left shortly after that, just as the snow was beginning to fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. storm we had. That was the big storm. And that was when it's like stuck around. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That that feels like um my daughter's like diet is basically just juice all the time. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> want to eat anything, but just wants juice. Well, I'm glad it all went well. And yes. um, what hospital were you at? Penn Medicine. Oh, so you recommend Penn Medicine to everybody? Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad they treated you well. So what is recovery? Um, you've been in recovery now for three weeks. Yeah. yeah. What have your days look like? Well, you know, within that first week, I was just mostly in the bed, laying down <laughs> or sitting up. Um, but in that, because in that first week, my lower back and my butt were so sore and swollen, um, from being at the edge of the operating table, it just made sitting down and laying down very uncomfortable, but that's all I could do. So, um, around the week and a half, I began to feel better. So I was able to walk around a bit more, go to the grocery store with Lawrence, et cetera. So yeah, I also have been just trying to take advantage of the freedom in my schedule by doing things on my to-do list that I usually do not have time to do. (laughs) So yeah, those are my days. Like if I was, I would usually just be in the bed on the computer. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of those things that you ticked off your list? What are some of those things that I was doing? Uh, like clearing out emails, like my storage is, is you know, you know how you get the notice on Gmail, mm-hmm. like you've used too much of your storage. You need to clear this out. It's like, all right, I'll sit here and delete and delete and delete. Yep. So things like that. Wow. So then um, what have you been doing? That's like a lot of like relaxing and not moving. So what have you been doing to stay active both physically and artistically? And well, what have you also done to like relax? Physically, I try to walk around my apartment (laughs) as well as take walks outside. Like I've been clear. I was just cleared on Monday to walk further distances. So there will be an increase in my walking in the next few weeks. Um, But that's really about it for physical movement. Mm -hmm. Um, Artistically, I've been reading some books and I've had... I've had the goal of doing some writing, but the actual writing has yet to be seen. Um, and then what did you said? How have I relaxed my yeah, mind? Yeah. What, what does that mean? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, you haven't been doing any meditation or any um, kind of like self-care stuff. I mean, I guess I pray, but um, yeah. I, what, I, what I have been doing, though, is I've been intentional about shutting my day down earlier than I usually do. So mm-hmm. if I'm on the computer, you know, sometimes I will be on the computer till like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. So during this time, I've been very intentional, like, OK, no, you need to shut your day down at like six. 
and just relax for the rest of the evening. You do not have to be, you know, productive. Wow. Our days are so different. I feel like 9 p.m. is when my computer opens. Uh, <laughs> 9 p.m. to like 1 a.m. Everybody's asleep. It's quiet. I can focus. Uh, There's nothing. And unless like I have a pocket magically in the day, but I have such an opposite schedule to that. I know. Um, I know. But anyway, you've been quite active and vocal in giving visibility to fibroids. What is your hope for other women facing this situation? You know, I, I hope that women, uh, especially Black women, will learn more about fibroids and learn their options for preventative care as well as their surgical options. You know, Black mm -hmm. women are often ignored by medical professionals. They are not treated or for their symptoms or they're told to just take something basic like Tylenol and like, they're like, okay, yeah, just take a Tylenol and you'll be fine. And they don't further evaluate them. Um, and so, and then when they are evaluated and told that they have fibroids too often, they are told to just get a hysterectomy in which their entire uterus is removed and they are no longer able to have biological children. And mm -hmm. so, yes, sometimes this may be medically necessary, but many times it is prescribed even when there are other options that are available and possible. So, um, you know, I, I, I really want Black women to make sure they do their, do their research, get second opinions and all of that, um, because I feel like too many... Black women are being told to get hysterectomies because of fibroids when that is just not necessary. Um, did somebody tell you that? And did you get many, multiple? They did not. They, well, they mentioned that that could be an option, but they were like, no, we, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. Especially if you want to still have the option of one day having children and it, you just don't need it. Like it wasn't, yeah. my situation wasn't one that needed to have that. Um, so that was good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I also had never heard. No one ever told me that you could possibly eliminate your fibroids through mm -hmm. diet. Like I feel like that's something that should be said. Um, but I guess it's because there's no like concrete re medical research about it that that they, the doctors won't say that, but I've heard stories from women who say that that has worked for them. So mm -hmm. I just feel like that should be given as an option, especially when they're small. Yeah, <laughs> You don't want to try it when it, they're huge. You want to try it when they're small. Um, so I want, I want more women to know about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, just listen to your body. Women listen to your body. Um, make sure you like, find out why certain things are happening. Cause for me, you know, I found out that I had fibers in 2013 and they were very small at that time. Um, and then over the years, my, I would notice that my stomach, especially like my lower abdomen just always stuck out no matter how many crunches I did, blah, 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 blah. That area was always bigger and it just got, it continued to get bigger and bigger. And like, depending if I was bloated or whatever, I would look I would legit look like I was three months pregnant. And I just thought, you know, hey, I guess I'm just bloated. You know, it is what it is. But meanwhile, it was because it was like I had a small child's head in my stomach and didn't know, you know. Yeah. So we have to make sure, that, and this is for people in general, if your body is doing something, get it checked out if you can yeah. um, to just figure out what's going on so you could hopefully take care of it before it gets to a certain point. Um, and yeah. then just under, and also, okay, this is my last thing, understanding what you are told when you do get to the doctor and they tell you stuff, make sure you understand what's going on because I knew I had fibroids for a long time. I knew my uterus was getting bigger. I knew that I had reports with the measurements of the fibroids, but because they were in centimeters, I, I don't know what, I was thinking what conversions I was doing in my head, but in my head, I didn't think they were that big. And I remember at some point last year, I attended like a fibroid like uh, thing on Zoom. And there were women saying like, yeah, mine was the size of a grapefruit, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, man, I don't have fibroids, but I'm so glad that mine are not the size of a grapefruit. Meanwhile, well, that whole time, they were the size of a grapefruit. They were, they, 
So you have to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Ask questions. Now, I do feel my doctor should have been compared it to the fruit because that's what most doctors (laughs) do. He did not do the fruit comparison until last year. But they've been large, so but it but since she didn't, I should have been the one to ask, hey, so about so tell me how big these yeah. are in, in layman's terms. That's what I should have done. So I hope that more women will learn from this in the stories of others and just make sure you know what's going on in your body, make sure you know what your doctors are telling you, make sure you research different preventative care, aftercare, mm-hmm. all the things. Um so that's that's my hope that's, for women to truly listen to and understand their bodies. That is such good advice. I feel like whether it's for me or for my daughter or my dog, like when I get in that hospital room and I'm with a doctor, my brain isn't like in a regular space. So when they're giving me all the information, I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and hoping that mm-hmm. there's paperwork on the other end of this whole transaction that I can like read and sit down with. But sometimes I'm like, I don't understand any of this jargon. I don't know what you're saying. I've just had this experience. And um, yeah, that's such a good reminder to like clarify, record. I will Next time I'll just like record. Can you just say all of this? We're going to have this conversation again. I'm going to record it. That's really, really helpful to hear. So my last question for you, Jaylene, is what is your advice for anyone, anyone facing recovery of any kind, whether it's from a surgery or something else? Um, let's zoom out of the fibroids and just talk about recovery. So definitely make sure you have someone in the house with you so they can help you and let them actually help you. Be a good patient. Don't try to be a superhero and do things yourself when you have help that is there. Um, My husband was extremely helpful in my recovery and I cannot imagine going through that without someone there to assist. Um, So it's it's definitely necessary. Um, If you're someone like me who sometimes struggles with feeling bad, if you're not being productive, I advise you to let it go, let it go. Like your body has to have time to rest. So let it do just that. It is okay to spend a whole day doing nothing but laying in the bed and watching TV. Like I had to keep telling myself that, especially that first weekend. I did the surgery on a Thursday. I came home on Friday and I was like, Jaylene, you do not have to do work. At least give it till Monday. (laughs) Until Monday, you do not have to do anything. And it is okay. Um, Also, don't be surprised when you do one small thing and you are completely wiped out. Like I remember one day I woke up, I made an egg and some toast. And I was so tired that after I ate it, I went right back to sleep. Like that one little thing, I was in the kitchen maybe 10 minutes and that wiped me completely out. Because I mean, think about it. Your body is doing, it's healing. It's doing all the things. So you get tired. And so Mm -hmm. that is okay. Also make sure you set up your space, whatever surgery you're getting, make sure you set up your space ahead of time. So think like, okay, Am I going to be able to get in and out of the bed easily the way my bedroom is set up? For Mm -hmm. for us, it was not the way it was set up. I couldn't have gotten in the bed easily. So we rearranged the bed to be in a different position so that I can get in and out. I can see the TV. It was just better that way. We made sure to get food. I cooked and then froze the food so that I could just take it out, you know, the next, but over the next two weeks, I got soup. I got all the things. Uh, if you particularly if you get abdominal surgery, you want to get nightgowns so that you know you're you don't have like a band or anything from pants or something on your stomach. Um, and if you specifically got abdominal surgery, get yourself a nice small firm pillow. And no matter what surgery you got, you're probably gonna want to sit in the bed. So I would get I should have brought it out here. Um, I would get a little bed desk, hmm. you know, so you can just lay in the bed and sit the little desk and it can serve also as, you know, you could do your work and you can also yeah. you know, eat in the bed, breakfast in bed and all that. So yeah. Those are advice. That's all really helpful. I feel like uh, some of those things I don't, I'm like, why don't I have a bed desk regular? Right. That's what I was, I was like, why did it take me so long to get <laughs> Just have that right next to my bed and be like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not moving a muscle. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for sharing all of that. I think it's like, it's so important and it's um 
there's stuff in there for everybody. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm I'm so happy that you're doing well. How much longer do you have? Do you think till you're like out in the world and like doing stuff? Um, you know, I just for the first time today went out to eat. It was very oh. nice. Yes, oh. I saw friend of the podcast, Tasha, friend yeah. of the podcast, Danielle, and oh. I was just really nice to see them. Um, but I think you know. I want to give it four weeks at least till I'm like back, back, but like doing stuff like dancing, like being at a party. I don't think that's happening until like probably April. We'll, yep. we'll reevaluate in April. See what yeah. when the next, when the next COVID wave hits. Stop. No, <laughs> no more COVID waves. I'm glad that you at least dodged all of that for now during this time. Anyway, let's check in. Let's move on to our Pank forecast. Pank forecast. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. So uh, let's check in with anything uh, upcoming that we're excited about with this segment, our Pank forecast. Jaylene, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to my next open mic at the Wilma, the Cherry Orchard open mic. Now, Justin is in the Cherry Orchard. Um, and this, oh my gosh, y'all, for the first time since the year 2020, the open mic will be in person at the Wilma Theater. Yeah. Very exciting. I, yes. okay, so I'm going to be there. In the lobby, um, in the, uh, at the Good Karma Cafe, now this is all, of course, pending. Depending on you know if if the there's a new yeah yes if there's a new variant or something, then we'll move to virtual. But for now, we are planning to do the open mic in person. It will feature poet Lindo. Yes, um, it's at on Monday, April twenty fifth at seven p.m. in the lobby of the Wilma Theater. You can find more information at wilmatheater.org/open-mic. I am so excited about this. The the in-person ones are so fun. And like, it's really exciting to be in good karma because they also keep the cafe open. Mm -hmm. So you can have like a drink or a coffee and enjoy the open mic space. Um, and yeah, I hope some of these people that I've gotten to know on Zoom mm -hmm. for your Zoom open mics will be there in person and I can see them in person. That's so yeah. exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So my pink forecast is just more Olympics. I'm super excited about. I am actually going to Mardi Gras this weekend. Yeah! It is not Mardi Gras weekend. Uh, that's next weekend. So this is the weekend before. So there's still parades and things, but it'll be a little bit, hopefully, less crowded. But yeah, um, yeah my family, Adam, Emmy, and I are going to go down tomorrow. And uh, you'll all hear about it here on the podcast. I can't wait. And I can't wait to eat the beignets you're going to bring me back. Yeah, they'll just be smashed. <laughs> a little bit of lint, like from the suitcase. Maybe fingerprints from when they open your bag without asking. And yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. And I'll bring you a coffee, too. I'll just pour it on top. <laughs> Thank you. Very excited. Um, I'm also excited. I have an upcoming workshop at UArts for a new musical uh, written by students. So lots of things in the works, but nothing to publish here just yet. Cherry Orchard is on the horizon, though, and yeah. Fairview. We will talk about all that uh, in Coming the future. Yes. But for now, it's time for some games. Some games from... I don't know what I was Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for whatever song that was going to be. Okay, we're going to start off with Alphabet Game, which we haven't played in a while. I know. This is, oh, there's a category. It's relaxing. So you start with A, everything that is that to do with relaxing and why. And then we're going to go fast, fast, fast. Oh, we, my gosh. We bombed this last time. Do you remember? Okay. Oh, yeah. And I think we're going to bomb it again. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay. A is for apples, which you can eat while you're relaxing and they're nutritious. Yep. Yes. Okay. B is for bed because you're going to be in your bed a lot. C is for chilling. Just chill and relax. Okay. D is for um, dessert because it's like you want to treat yourself after and, while you're relaxing. And E is for eating because you can eat all the things while you're relaxing. Yep. Mm -hmm. F is for friend because you need some friends to help you. You said it. G is for 
good times because you're going to have a good time just relaxing in the bed. Ain't <laughs> just for a hug because you probably need a hug when you're relaxing sometimes. I is for the ice that you're going to put in your nice cool drink as you sip it and just chill. Okay. J is for um, jams. Put on some music to relax. Maybe you just need to vibe out. Yeah. K is for kick it because you're going to be kicking it at the crib. Um, L is for lie down. M is for um, um. Mm, M is for mm, <laughs> you got M it. is for you got it. You mood, got it. Because you're gonna be in a nice mood because yep. you're so relaxed. Yeah, N is for nesting because you just like nesting, just yep. don't go out. O is for like um O O is for um uh, you got it, you got it. Oh, oh you got o. it, you got o. it. O. We're like, going yeah. strong, we're going strong. Don't run another lap. Don't run another lap. <laughs> oh, is for, oh, man, I'm so relaxed. Yep, yep, P, L-M-N-O-P for pillow, because you said buy a new pillow. Q is for quiet time. Uh-huh. R is for rest. Just rest. R, S is for sleep while you rest. T is for TV, binge, watch. T. <laughs> U is for um. Uh huh. Uh huh. You got it. You got it. Right. That's right there. It's right there. It. it U is yeah, yeah, yeah. for. Yep. Your underwear, because you might just be walking around in your underwear, relaxing. That's fine, and that's fine too. Uh, v for variety. Have a lot of things. Have a lot of ways to relax. W is for just whispering to your partner that. Everything will be okay because you're relaxing. Yeah, yeah. X is for um xylophone because maybe you just want some in the background. And Z for those Z. No, you're why. Oh, why? X, Y, Z. You're absolutely correct. Y is for the yummy treats that everyone will bring you because you're relaxing. Yep. And, and Z is for uh, Zootopia, the movie. That's our that's our third Disney reference tonight. We have two minutes, so we are at the we'll end of the episode. So, my friends, my what friends. is our next episode? Our next episode is Wednesday, March second at nine p.m. There's gonna be a lot to talk about because I'll be coming back from Mardi Gras. We're gonna yes. be in the. We just started Cherry Orchard. You're gonna yes. be recovering still. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. you'll be a TikTok star. Oh, yes. And uh, one of us will win the lottery. Great. You'll just have to tune in to find out who. Great. Do you play the lottery? I have played it before. It's not something I do on like a daily basis. I know. I get like a scratch-off card like for, for a birthday or something. There you go. I oh. just like I like the act of it. All right, we're at a freestyle. So okay. um uh give me give me mine first. Relax is your theme. Okay. Relax. It's been a while. You need to sit down. <laughs> We've all gone through a pandemic. We're all run down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Into the ground. Into the ground. <laughs> So it's okay to relax. Just take your time. We're gonna be yours and I'm gonna be mine. Great. <laughs> oh, Great I'm job. rusty. It's rusty. What's uh, okay. So wait, what was my mine was relaxed. Uh yeah. that yours is um is um <laughs> recover. Recover. You must take some time. Take your time to recover. 
get in that bed and just pull up the cover. Yes. Leave your worries behind. Let your mind be free. Just sit on down and be happy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that both of our first ABs were the exact same word. Were they? I mean, you said recover and cover, and I said down and down. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had a different word, though. It was. It had a re on it. So mine is re-down. <laughs> um, we're at the end. What is the proverb? I don't know sayings and idioms. So I'm going to try. Yes. So give us give us a proverb about, you know, relaxation. And, um, you know. Yeah. Okay. When the going gets rough, the rough get tough. Mm. <laughs> rough get tough because I'm yeah. rough and tough for yeah, my girl. This. Hey, rock on go, with your bed. When the, no. No. When, when the when the when the going get rough, the what is rough the real get, saying? Oh, I don't know. When the going gets tough. When the going gets tough. Stuff gets going. I don't know. Oh, okay. You don't know either. Thank you. So in the meantime, when the going gets rough, the rough get tough. With the Afro puffs. There we go. So um, anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Help us level up. Any support counts. Um, we would love a donation if you can make it. You can donate to any of the things on, on our screen. That's donate to um, Papa Pay, Cash App, and dollar sign Papa Pay. That's P O P P A P A N K. You can PayPal us or email us at papapay.gmail.com. There's a lot of um, really, I need to recover from this show, Paul says. <laughs> Thank you so much. See, all I can say is see. It's that. <laughs> But anyway, any donation helps us. Um, we have this platform, StreamYard. We also have our studio editor. So any of this is helpful to us. Um, yeah. Who do we want to thank? That would like to join Peppa Pig. Who do we want to thank? Janko. We want to thank Jordan McCree, who wrote our music. Tracy A. Cassius, our studio editor. All of our past guests. Some of them are in the audience. And you, our followers, our pink poppers, thank you who are tuned in with us right now and those who will be listening to us in the future. We, uh, yes, please continue to plug us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube and Facebook and Insta. And with that, we have reached the end of the episode. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. So we hope you have a good next few weeks. We will see you on March 2nd. And with that, we will say bye. bye. bye.